Welcome to Bring Our Reviews Podcast, where if you want it, we review it. I'm your host, DC. I'm joined today by Moss. How's it going, everyone? Cool. In this podcast, we'll review a bunch of things from movie news, TV show episodes, and uh, some comic book stuff also. This is the seventh episode titled, Oh My Greatness. Um, so, it thumbs up, thumbs down. We're basically going to go over a bunch of things around movie news and basically say if we like it or not like it. So, first things up is Arrow Season... I should be Season... Three, episode twenty-three. My name is Oliver Queen. The season for now. So, um, what you thought about it? I thought it was both good and bad. It was nice to see that Arsenal wasn't coming back because I had the hopes that he would, but he didn't. And Speedy took over. Um, the way it ended was spoiler alert. It was all over the place. I don't know what kind of. I don't know where Oliver's going. That part was really weird and strange, but the rest, everything around him set up for so much that I had so many questions. Like, Diggle's finally going to get his own identity and his own character, costume, whatever it may be. Uh, And whatever happens to Roy, to Ray, I'm sorry. Roy's Arsenal, of course. But whatever happens to Ray when, when he's messing with the armor and it explodes so many questions and i'm really excited how things led up to the end and so much going on i was really excited with the with the way that the couple settled things to the death it was that was pretty emotional and intense i don't know how you felt about it but that was a big thing because the entire season they kept popping up the entire time in their relationship and just everything back and forth and that was that was very telling throughout the whole season, and it really it really struck the biggest chord. I don't know what's gonna happen with the league, but the way it ended was Malcolm taking over. Oh man, what did he do? What did what did Oliver agree to? <laughs> so overall, I guess for this season, I'll give it a thumbs up, but not the best season finale that they've had. What do you think? Hmm. All right. Um, I guess I go with my dislikes first. Um, first dislike on my list is Diggle. He annoyed the crap <laughs> out of me. Um, every single moment he was on screen, it just seemed like he was just crying a little bit too much. I understand why he's crying because you know the whole "you took my wife" thing. I'm like, all right, fine, 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 fine. You know, I took that one punch. I'm like, all right. Would you rather him take your wife or your baby? I don't think the wife would be a better choice. You know, just so it won't cross too many lines, but it did cross her line. For the most part. Um, next uh, thing I... Yeah, no. Coming near his family, that's going to be a sore spot no matter what. That's clear and present. I think it was... I think he was more upset at the, the lack of trust and and not being involved in the plans more than just having his wife taken from him. The whole culmination of it all, really. He was a bit of a jilted lover. I agree. But I don't think it was... I think I I don't I think you're focusing too much on him being upset about his wife as opposed to everything else. With that, like the I, the wife was the icing on the cake personally, like the meat and potatoes of his problem was not being involved in those big plans, and he was jilted. <laughs> he was uh, an angry made up sidekick. I'm I'm okay with him not being in the plans just because if he was in the plans, then it probably wouldn't have went as well as it did before. Yeah, because um they're all okay actors but 
in the world of Arrow, they would have definitely gave Arrow up, um, um, Oliver up really, really quick and easy. While Malcolm, he would have waited a little bit more to actually make things happen, which I'm okay with. Um, well, it was it was all about backstabbing and betrayal, and that's why Malcolm Merlin's great at. I mean, that's his forte. He he's all about the he's all about making so many backhanded moves and just all about the the darkness of it all. And honestly, Diggle and Felicity, they're just too pure-hearted to handle whatever was going on. They needed to be in the dark, and they needed to be in the dark to sell it. So, yeah, I'm okay with them being left out, too. It was, <laughs> it was, good, for, it was good for what they were trying to accomplish. Yeah, which leads into my next dislike about this episode. Um, Felicity. <laughs> dislike, dislike her for the most part. Um, the whole Elicity thing at the end, it just, it just brung the whole episode yeah, down. Yeah, where were they going? <laughs> yeah, just... Where are they going? That was, that was really... I mean, the last time I seen people drive away like that, all excited into the, the mountainside was in Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for, nothing, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. That's the last time. Like they got in the car. Where are we gonna go? I don't know. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> that it was, was pretty bad. It, it was crazy to see that. It just it just sucked. Um, which brings me to another part that sucked was um seeing Roz die. Um, that was huh um, impressive for some areas, but at the same time, it's like wow, he was taken out quite quite easily, huh? I guess that well, training helped out a lot. No matter how, I'm not sure how long that training was. You know, the whole training montage was like, I guess during that training, he found out how to defeat Roz. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I agree with you. The only thing is that the title is Rachel Ghoul and his legacy. Um, I don't know. Like, you know, Malcolm took over as Rachel, the next Rachel Ghoul. So it's kind of like they left it open to interpretation as to who's going to be Rachel Ghoul. But considering it's so close to the legacy of like the Batman story, I think they really messed up too. I didn't know, I didn't like that at all. But they had to do something with them. It's not like he could just take them to, take them to the, the island and leave them there. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it, honestly, the fight scene was really choppy. All of the fight scenes in this last episode were pretty sketchy. I think they were poorly done. It looked really, it looked really shoddy. And that's surprising for the Arrow. This is the first episode I've seen that it looked really bad. Oh, okay. That disappointed me. Well, um, this episode didn't disappoint me altogether. I had a lot of great likes about it. Um, first one is Oliver Queen and himself. Um, the first five minutes alone was so amazing. Um, my name is Oliver Queen. I was like, ah, chills. It, it was just awesome to just hear him, hear him say that. It was, just, it was just amazing. Then comes up with the Flash making a cameo. That was amazing. Seeing was great. Um, Grant Gustin yeah. pop up on the screen. I was like, Comedy Central. The whole um, um, hot tub time machine kind of thing. Um, reference. It's kind of mad cool when he actually said that. It, it made, me, made me laugh inside a little bit. Another one <laughs> is um, Thea um, going to the whole speedy outfit. I like yeah. that a lot. I really like that a lot. I really like that. Yeah, it, it's it's great to see some some of the characters come into their own. Like it took Thea three, three full seasons to become speedy mm -hmm. and then get the name at the end. You know, it's 
it's meant a lot and she's evolved so much but i kind of was a, I, I really like the relationship that she had with roy so knowing that you know colton haynes is leaving the show to do movies and just leaving the show altogether that's really really sad personally but i'm hoping to see him in a, at least a few episodes heck I, I would love to see him in the flash yeah um he's not just leaving the show altogether he will be back for yeah. like little cameos here and there but he he's not going to yeah. forefront any more episodes yeah so that, that's cool yeah another thing that was awesome this week was the flashbacks um it showed the full circle of what happened between um miss a and, and um the wife's name can't remember the top of my head uh, akio something like that no yeah it was Ake- well akio's the, son. the son's name yeah um whatever the wife's name was uh she's in suicide squad um but it was awesome seeing those flashbacks it was amazing um let's see all right so that leads us to the f- actually nice segue the flash episode oh snap segue um <laughs> of season one episode 22 rogue air um i gave this one a thumbs up also and i think i'll start on this yeah. one too um my dislikes in this one was the easy end battle so the battle between the four dudes um flash um Arrow Firestorm himself and, and Arrow. Firestorm and then Reverse Flash. It, it was so quick of a fight. I was like, wow. They've been hyped up this fight for a while now and now it's over in a couple of seconds. It, it kind of sucked, but at the same time, I understand why they need to wrap it up kind of quickly because time was going over and I guess it's all right. And um, the quick the quick erase of um, Captain Code's information on the web. That was like, wow, you just plugged it in USB. Huh. It's not something. Isn't that something? What did you dislike about this episode? I disliked how quick how quick Barry was to make the decision to agree to to destroy all that evidence. Is are you ridiculous? Like did he back it up on a file somewhere? Like why was he so blatant? Like he turned into an an a, a fifth grader that was mad that an adult didn't keep a promise. Mm-hmm. Like like you like like a jilted nephew that his uncle didn't come to take him to the game like he said he would. I it made no sense. Like why would you kind of give up all this evidence against this hardened criminal and agree to his terms and just make him completely disappear off the net? I didn't like the direction too much in terms of what they did with Eddie and and of course everyone's favorite blogger turned writer. <laughs> Uh, I think they kind of rushed it. I wish they would have let it play out, but it, it leaves you to think like on some of Einstein's theory of relativity, like had he not seen the future and saw that she was married to to Barry and it wasn't in the name, like would that have happened? Because he was ready to propose. She saw the ring. She got excited. She already, she already convinced herself that she wanted to be with him regardless of what people thought regardless of how she felt about Barry because it was too late and how emotionally invested she was. I it just I just wish they would have let it play itself out as opposed to him being like, yeah, yeah, I've resigned myself to know that we can't be together and just walk away from it. I think that was I think that was a little a little premature. That's that's really my only dislike. Okay. Um it's funny how you mentioned the whole um, Einstein theory. Um, it's funny because um, the whole flashback and 
the whole going back in time. It screws everything. So it's like, all right, first timeline, she knew right, but right after the whole um, um, tsunami kind of situation happened, and then this one it's changed a little bit. So it's it's kind of funny actually seeing the whole reversal yeah. of roles on there. It's, it's crazy, which leads me to my likes. Um, first like I have here is cameos. Of course, it was kind of semi in my dislikes because the battle ended so fast but at the same time seeing the cameos of both firestorm and arrow amazing it it just made me really really happy to see them both in this one episode plus the other villains like um golden glider and um captain cold of course and seeing that relationship between um cisco and golden glider and be like oh hmm look at her catching feelings mad heart well that's the, that's the interesting thing because you don't know if she had real feelings for him, but I guess the geek in me felt like Cisco where he wanted to be the jilted cool guy about the whole situation, but he wasn't sure how much she actually felt for him, but he played it cool and played it the right way. Yeah, he really did. He stole the show personally, which is not which is not uncommon of Cisco. Like his his comedic timing, to me he's like a male version of Felicity mm-hmm. from Arrow, except with um, with with the more with a lot less uh, well, I guess not geeky, but um, he's not as awkward like how Felicity is awkward. Like she's funny, but she's like mildly inappropriate funny, where yep. Cisco's kind of like more dorky funny. Very, Does that very make sense? True. Yes, very much. Um, <laughs> it, but he stole the show personally. Yeah, this is probably the second time that Cisco actually stole the show itself. Um, first one was in the flashback from when he got killed by Professor Wells. That was like, wow! Uh, oh no, Kenny! You know what? That put it all in perspective as to how important Cisco is to us as fans. How much he means to the show and what color and life he adds to it. It wasn't until you see him get, you know, killed by Wells, who's really thorn, mm-hmm. until you realize, no, we can't. I don't want to watch this if Cisco's not in it. And he doesn't look like, the, you know, he's not the pretty boy. He's he's hundred percent straight geek, and I'm with him all the way. I'm I, I'm his by far my favorite character on this show. Okay, very much so. Um. Funny enough, we mentioned um Ibathon, but the scene with him in the flash ring, I really oh, geeked out man, on that, that part. So also, well is this wow. that was so well done? That was awesome. He was, I'm like, what? He just boom, and I was like, oh, that's it. He's the man. That yeah, was awesome. It's a nice little wink to um all the comic book nerds. It was like, yep, the flash ring right yeah. there, transform into his flash suit. Uh, this this looks perfect. Definitely perfect. Yeah, it was the timing of it. Like, it's like, what is he? Oh, yes, that was just it was just gorgeous. It really was. And uh, it felt like a, a I, nice I, Power Rangers moment where he bring out Morphe. It's <laughs> like, oh, it's Morphe time. Bam. Yeah. Suit. Yeah. Personally, I think they did it. They did this premature because the season finale is what next week. Yes, it and all the all the villains have escaped. The heroes came back to help him out to help Barry out, and they already captured the Reverse Flash. What what's going to be left for the end of the season? Like, I don't see where this is going to go. That's going to be good. I don't know if that like like what's going to be what's going to be the motivator for season 
season uh, one finale. Like, I, I really have no idea. I kind of like that I have no idea where they're going with it, but I feel like I'm going to be very disappointed. Oh, I'll let you know then. That's a nice little segue. Perfect. So next bullet point we have is for next week, the season finale is called Fast Enough. <laughs> and what's basically going to happen is they're going to show the the flashback of when Barry met his mother. So next week, he's going to do the the time travel and it's going to show him do it actually try time travel itself. So it's going to be very cool actually seeing it and seeing if it can actually stop Harrison Wells in the past. And hopefully he can, but you know it's never going to happen. Or if he does stop him, then it's going to do some kind of ripple effect where she will die eventually. And it's crazy. It's messed up. You know, as before he mentioned, he's destined to lose, unfortunately. Yeah, playing with time is really dangerous. And if you consider what can happen and the consequences, because, you know, that could mean he wouldn't be the Flash. And clearly Mm -hmm. clearly they're not going to go that route. But the best thing, I would like them to just get his dad exonerated, the original Barry Allen, of course. Yep, 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 yep. Um, which leads us into our next bullet point, which is um, Age of the Shield, season two, episode twenty-one and twenty-two. It's a double feature this week. Um, it's the season finale, also. So it was a two-hour season finale. It was very awesome seeing it. Um, those folks who actually watched the. Uh, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. know that it's part of the, the MCU canon, so everything from the movies of Marvel is all connected to this TV show. And it delved into a lot of stuff with Inhumans, with Agent Coulson, he's he's still alive, um, crazy enough, and then every other person, Sky, Ward, there's a whole bunch of things that happen here. Um, I believe Ward's on my like for this episode. He's, he was badass, he really was. He, <laughs> He took names and he really did torture Bobby quite a lot. Um, spoiler alert, sorry. Um, next thing on here is Bobby herself because she took the beating like a champ. For real, <laughs> she really did. Like seeing her there taking the um, abuse from Ward and still holding her wits about her was just amazing. Plus, she she got shot in the chest also, and it was just, she took a lot of damage. It really was. Um, I do have two dis- dislikes about this episode, though. Um, Gemma, at the end, she gets absorbed by whatever that orb is inside the capture box inside of um, S.H.I.E.L.D. She got captured, and unfortunately, she can't go on a date with, um, what's, this guy? what's the guy's name? Fitz. Yes. So it just sucked, because I was like, oh, Fitz and Gemma, finally. And then, oh, she gets sucked up. Hmm. Spoiler, Fitz, guys. Fitz can't even get a break. I, I didn't mention spoiler alert. I did. So don't blame me. <laughs> just, in case, just in case anyone wanted them to get together either and haven't seen Double Feature. Yes. Um, they've been hinting them both getting together since, I believe, season one. So seeing that, I was like, oh, so close. I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> so nice. I have a question. Uh-huh. Have you seen any difference? between the episodes from before and after the release of the Avengers, considering how they're incorporating everything that happens in the movies um, into the the MC universe. Have you seen any difference from the episodes before and after the Avengers came out? Um, There's not really too much of a difference. There's there's little nods they reference to, like um, the theater... um the theta protocol yeah they mentioned that and on there which is of course the the whole carrier bringing brought back up then they mentioned yeah um they mentioned nick fury they mentioned him on there 
And they have slight nods here and there, but it's not to a point where everything happens. It's not like when the um, um, some Captain America movie came out, where it actually affects everything about it. This one's slightly affected, barely at all. If I could say the, the change between now and the change that happened back when um, Winter Soldier came out, the Winter Soldier one was a drastic change rather than this one. Mm. Well, I mean, if you consider how in Daredevil they refer to how life has changed after the introduction of the heroes and the Avengers and New York City after the Avengers and just the influence and the name dropping, mm-hmm. you would think uh, they'd go in a better direction. Hopefully, within the next few movies, you know, Captain America 3, if they're planning on doing another Thor movie, what's yeah. going on hopefully they'll drop more hints with the agents of shield and personally i would love to see when you know as fury is under the radar and maria hill is in full-blown command of shield and then tony stark takes over and i don't know i would go i don't think i don't think the tv can handle tony stark on a few episodes of agents of shield but he did sign a huge contract with Marvel, and I think it would be great for the show. And he does take over Shield, so you never know. No. And that's the most important part that that Marvel exploits. You never really know. They, they actually, you probably know him. Um, Robert Downey Jr. has definitely capitalized as much as possible with the money. Yeah. Um, to a point where they will more likely not put him on a TV show because he has such a limited amount of screen time that they. They'll see it and justice plus it won't serve them well if they put him on TV because then it'll make where his contract ends up even sooner than it should have. So they that probably just keep him on movies. I think he's contracted for at least one more movie, which is um Infinity War, and then after that I think he's done. Like contract wise. No, 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 no. Didn't he sound like a he was going to be, be coming out? He was gonna be making guest appearances in all sorts of movies. Like he's gonna be in the Captain America movie. He's supposed to be slated he was slated to come out in about twelve films. No, um, so I'm after the Infinity War, because Infinity War comes in after Civil War. So it's, mm-hmm. I believe he's Civil War, then Infinity War 1, 2, and then I think he's done. So it's those three movies. I think he's after that. Well, let's see what year we make it to to, to consider, because remember, he is, he is 50. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a spring chicken. And uh, these movies are... are going to be blockbusters but they're going to take a while to produce so there's going to be some time in between when these movies come out and just like everyone else eager and really really excited to see them and also impatient very very impatient so overall this agents of shield season episode would you give it a thumbs up thumbs down thumbs up thumbs up all the way up it's awesome 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 which um I guess we could segue a little bit on that. Um, not really a full segue, but um, let's go to the trailers where... Um, let's see, what will we talk about first? Um, the Supergirl trailer. We could do that one first. Um, I'll let you go on your decision. What was your choice on this? Thumbs up, thumbs down? I saw too much in the trailer. I don't know about you, but there was way too much going on in the trailer. I get it, and I get also where they're trying to go and appeal to girls, but I think... I think they made her a little too a little too dorky and just just a bit strange, not in a good way either. I just feel like they they tried really hard to make her your everyday girl and it's just 
Mm, I don't know. I don't know what CBS is going with it. Uh, I might watch a few episodes and see if it sticks. I might cons- I'll, I'll consider doing that, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope they do it well. And, um, well, Jimmy Olsen's black. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a plot twist. <laughs> Let's see where that goes. Um, who knows? I mean, I think this can be something, but considering DC has very little to no intent at all by merging TV with the with the movie universe, I think there's going to be a really big disconnect and things are going to get lost in translation because people aren't communicating and expressing their ideas properly. I think this is going to be a big, big no-no for DC, just like I feel how they're not considering Flash and Arrow on their movie screens. I mean, I understand it's a big difference tra- transition, but they're not considering at all, especially considering the success of Arrow and Flash and what the success of Supergirl might mean. I think this can actually be more of a hindrance than anything positive. What do you think? Um, this trailer, I give it a thumbs middle. Um, I was neither sold or, um, or or too happy about it. But at the same time, I I saw some good things that came out of it. And the character who plays Kara Danvers, um, she's she seems like a pretty cool person. Uh, her look should change slightly because I'm you mean looking at Cara, her. Kara L. Yeah, I'm looking at her and um, <laughs> Carol Danvers. <laughs> yeah, her human character. Her that's her human name. Um, just looking at that, it's just. She looked kind of weird, and she looked like okay. You you could tell you could tell you were the same person. Uh, it was not like the whole Clark Kent and and um, Superman, where it's like all right, you slightly look a little different. This one you looked more the same than anything, which made me feel a little kind of weird about that. Plus, um, she kept on telling her her secret identity to people. So for me, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah she was all she was very open about it. She was like, oh, look what I can do. Oh, yo, that, yeah, that's me. She's basking in the glory of it. Yeah. Of what she she can do, which is, <sighs> which is it's kind of crazy, but at the same time, um, I, I guess it's shown how immature her character is in a way where it's like, all right, she doesn't know what she should do, and she's still trying to learn how to do things, which I guess is all right. Plus, they did a couple of nods to the Superman being her cousin and then him being in her life a little bit, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty nice. Well, they. They did mention also, like, when she tries to assist and the leader of whatever organization that was mm-hmm. straight straight tells her that he doesn't trust aliens and doesn't trust what she can do and would rather not use her help. I think a lot of that comes not just from his blatant distrust of aliens, but also she's acting like a kid. She clearly is just a loaded gun. And he sees it, and then she has to win the respect back and win the trust, which is most important. And I agree with that in terms of the story, but w- because that's a big part of Supergirl, like her growing up and being more. But I had some some random questions, like, isn't she supposed to be Cl- Clark's younger cousin, or how is it that she's leaving? What? What version of Supergirl are they using? Like, Post where are things cousin. going? <laughs> I just cousin. had a bunch of questions, but we'll see. All right, cool. Um, in the interest of saving a whole lot of time and keeping it under 30 minutes, we're going to go through the, the rest of these um, items very, very quickly. So, Gemini Holograms, what do you give it? Thumbs up, thumbs down. 
I'll give the trailer a thumbs up. Still don't think I'll go see the movie, though. It's just uh, not a... I mean, it's a touch of the past, but I don't think I'll go see the movie. All right. I give it a thumbs down. It the same. It seemed too much like a, um, Josie and the Pussycats meets... Yeah. Um, um, Cheetah Girls meets another yeah. movie. It's it just is all over the place, and it doesn't really yeah. brought back any memories of the old TV no. show. And no, you're, it's absolutely, unfortunate. you're absolutely right. That's yeah. It's like uh, it was a nice trailer, but I'm not gonna go see that. It's just a remake of of it's recycled story. No thanks. <laughs> another thing that came out is um Minority Report TV show trailer. Um, what you give it? I think I give it a thumbs up. the The concept is cool. I like that the guy was struggling to just help people. That's all he wanted to do. And considering before they were used as uh, weapons against crime in a very messed up way, I think uh, his own form of redemption and also just in general, he just really wants to help people. And watching him struggle, just barely making it and seeing how much it eats him inside to watch people suffer and die and suffer all sorts of crime and harm. I think it's going to be cool. I, it looked a little futuristic, sci-fi cheesy, but I think I might mess with it. I think I'll see it. I'm, I'm, I give it a thumbs up. What okay. about you? I give it a thumbs middle. Um, it did pretty well of bringing up the, the movie <laughs> aspect of uh, connecting both the movies and the TV show together, which I didn't mind to, about, at all, but then it felt a little weird, but at the same time, it felt like it, it can work and it, it should work, so I'll, I'll probably check it out and see what's about it, uh, what's up about it and whatnot. Um, the last topic in the trailers um, section is The Intern. Um, this one's with um, Robert De Niro Robert and De Niro. Um, other girl's name, Anna Hathaway. Um, I Anna actually, Hathaway, yeah. Yeah, Anna Hathaway. I gave this a thumbs up. I really like this trailer a lot. Um, it felt like a little comedy mixed with drama. And Robert De Niro did a great job. He had a lot of great points in there. He had a lot of comedy points in there, too. And Anne Hathaway did her, did her thing. Um, she's definitely a great actress, and so is he. He's a great actor. Uh, what you give it? I think I would also give it a thumbs up. I mean, it's another version of the internship with Kate, which came out a few years ago, where um, older people start blending in with the new crowd, and they kind of revitalize the 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 scene by giving it the old school flavor. And De Niro does a great job because he doesn't he doesn't oversell anything in this point. His, his character is very subtle, very classy, very traditional. He like knows where he is in his life and what he needs to be doing. And he does it really well in the trailer. I loved his role because he was just, he was, uh, he was very much in the present, even though he looked very out of place. And it showed in the trailer about like just how comfortable and how cool he made things and how much better he made the environment. So it made me want to actually see the movie just because it seemed so genuine in terms of clearly, I mean, acclaimed actor, this Robert Downey Jr., Robert, Downey, excuse me, Robert De Niro, is is in this, and so I'm sure all the younger actors were more than thrilled. But his approach, I think, really shines, and I'm really interested. Awesome, awesome stuff right there. So that's the end of the show. Um, we actually ran out of time. Um, you can find us on social media uh, at www.bringonreviews.com for movie reviews, TV TV show um, reviews, and a whole bunch of other reviews, and this podcast also. Um, you can email us at bringonreviews at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube at bringonreviews, bringonreviews, and um, Twitter at bringonreviews. 
and use the hashtag bring on reviews for any questions you might have for us um i'd like to thank moss for being here um where can they find you uh you can find me on instagram at defiant underscore moss and you can find me on twitter at goliath nyc all right awesome and um you can find me on instagram and twitter at dwight and c that's d-w-i-g-h-t-a-n-t um c um d-w-i-g-h-t-a-n-t-c and um you can even get this podcast on in in itunes also i'm sorry for messing that up um you can search for itunes and find this podcast and listen to other episodes that we have um thanks for checking in um we catch you viewers next time take care guys Thank you.